what is up, everyone, on the special, very special podcast episode of the Wandering Freelancer podcast. Think about doing something different for this podcast, and maybe for some uh, future podcasts here. What I'm going to be doing is a little special episode for my very first, what we call, video podcast where me, Scott, and another friend of ours named Rick Hor, or Rick Har, however you want to say it, how we basically started this show on uh, the Frontier Television, the Lone Star Network called The Show Tech Show. It was very special. We talked about tech stuff because we were all in the tech and everything. And so we thought, you know what? We should do a little episode. We streamed it every Sunday night at 8 p.m. live. So it was live. And, of course, you know, we didn't get probably a couple of followers or stuff like that. It's one of our close friends. But still, we did this for about 41 episodes. So I was thinking, you know what? For this week, you know, I should just basically let others hear the greatness of the Showtech show. So it's it's very long, probably well not that long, but about an hour and twenty six minutes. But you know what? It's good worth of a listen. So let's have a look at the show tech show. All right, welcome to a new season of Show Tech Show. <laughs> Isn't it very uh, high tech with our virtual set, Scott? I look huge. You are huge, Batman. <laughs> I'm Rick Carr, your host for the Show Tech Show tonight, alongside my co-host Scott, the LD Davis, and uh, on the board tonight we've got uh, Jordan Incognito. Uh, Incognito, very well. Rocking yep. without a mm-hmm. camera shot on him, but uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about sponsorship opportunities later in the show. Tonight we're going to be talking about the future. It's 2015, so uh, we thought it was high time we took a look at uh, AV technology and the things we know and love and uh, what the state of affairs are here in uh, the 21st century. Also in honor of Valentine's Day, a little bit on uh, the challenges of finding love as a roadie in this biz on the road. Before we get into that though, let's uh, let's go around the table. This is our first show back, so I wanted to take a little opportunity to do some quick uh, cast bios and let you people know who you're listening to. Uh, Scott, let's lead off with you, man. Let's, uh, what's your background? Tell people about who you are, what you do, what's your jam. I do it all. He does it all. I do it all. No. Uh, all right, next week. We've got <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I do? I, I'm a lighting designer mostly. I direct shows, uh, live theater. A lot I of theater. I tour a lot. Yeah? Like that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, what kind of gigs do you do touring? Uh, what kind of gigs did you not do touring? From yeah. concerts to psychics. <laughs> Done it all. Psychics. Uh, psychics, yes, psychics. Big um, lighting budget? The uh, paranormal community? No. No? Okay. No. Cool. Now, how about you? What uh, do you do? Me? I'm also a jackass of all trades, I guess <laughs> you could say. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
I make my trade usually as a video engineer on shows, so uh, just setting up all the uh, the digital imaging and projection and all that good stuff. Uh, try to put my hand in a little bit. Uh, you might also know me from the Lone Star webcast network, um, if you've ever seen that on the internet. I don't think anyone has. Anyone? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress. I'm the managing producer for this little venture, so uh, hopefully you'll be able to see more of me in the uh, new year as we're producing more live content out here. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Where do you work full time? I work for a major hospital corporation here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area as their uh, on-site on media nerd. And I run my own business, Davis Lighting Designs. Yes, let's get the plug in there, davislightingdesigns.com. Concerts, anything that you need, just call. Now, what do you do, Jordan? Jordan? Uh, yeah, so I am more of a, of a camera op slash jib op slash video person, video engineer. I do, I'm basically mostly in the video world with a side of audio and lighting. Very little, not that much. So we got the right guy running but, the board tonight. Yeah, then. well, yeah, you do. <laughs> I, it still says it's streaming, it still says recording. So <laughs> Apparently everything's right still working, yeah, so. I can right. hear the mic, so that must be a good sign. Yeah, if we can hear it, there's a I'm good chance that other good. people can hear it too. <laughs> So yeah, you're a camera guy. You uh, I do I do some editing on the side as well, doing some traveling and stuff like that. Okay, so, a lot of freelance work uh, in the mix. A lot there. of freelance in the mix for networks and other places of business. Cool. That has many businesses around the Dallas Fort Worth area. So Jordan, Scott, Multiple. and Rich, we're kind of your uh, the core of the Showtech show here, and we've got a lot of other friends in the community as well. So we'll try to have some of them on from time to time. Everybody from your uh, sound engineers to your drapists. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get a little bit from the entire show tech world as we talk about the different topics that we move through. But uh, first up, the thing we like to do is a little look at the news that's happening this week that's uh, been going on in a little segment we like to call Next. Next! All right, that was great. Well, that was quick and easy. I like that. Yeah, right? Well, a little quick bumper. So, uh, let's see. Um, Jordan, did you want to lead off with a topic tonight? We'll let yeah. you kick this sucker well, off. Well, since, since the last time that we were did this airing, I think it was probably back in uh, February. It's probably about a year ago the last time we did this. Um, Scott over here has now went from the Android. Yes, you have now went to, from the Android to the new Apple iPhone. He got the iPhone 6. Joining and, the cult of and, Mac. Yeah, you know. Which you know, some people that you know are another part of the A team here um, that's not not with us right now, is a big hater on the Apple, the iPhone, and all the other stuff. But you, you're different. You have gone from the Android to the iPhone, and a big transition, hasn't it been? It's been huge. Uh, it's been rough uh, to learn all the shortcuts. Valentine's Day special. It's like it's like going from like a <laughs> Mac to a PC or something like that. Yeah, it's a different language, even though it does the same principles. It's a different language. It's a different world, but um, but I've loved it. It's really I, I wouldn't go back. Not 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 ever looking back in the Android world again. No nope. Windows Phone. Uh, I think you might ever try out the old Windows. Nope. Phone? No, I'm done. I, I'm actually done with Microsoft products. Uh, yeah, I see that you've been like going with like the that Apple comes TV with the uh, the Apple world. I, I have no words. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been strange because once I got the iPhone, I started integrating the rest of the house. Yeah, the Apple TV. Nice. The computer, all that stuff is is slowly switching over to Apple. Got the Apple Watch. 
That's that's coming. Dr the Apple I Lexus. I heard that was coming. It's yeah. coming out sometime in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to dig on that. Uh, well, you're a recent convert to all this, but Jordan here is probably our in-house Apple. Yeah, I've, guru, I've been so with. If there's I've Apple news, Apple. rest assured, we'll be covering it ad nauseum. So. Enjoy that. Yeah, I've been with Apple for a while, so I mean, I, I did my tenure with um, Android for a while, and didn't it's really always like it. it's, it's and, really... and I'm not trying to bash Android. Android's a great phone, you know. Um, it's it's you know, it, it goes back to the the user preference. Um, who you know, Android's really. easy, but uh, what and what there's I'm... a lot of things that you can do with Android that you can't do with iPhone, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm and, an Android guy. I still am. I'm working an old Sprint Evo and. Um, I'm actually a big iPhone Apple advocate. I think they're they're good. I don't. The only reason I don't have one right now is because when my last phone was getting ready to crap out, we were it was I knew it was about two months before the next iPhone was coming out, so I didn't want that didn't count as next. By the way, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shtick. By the way, is when we say next, my, the bit's my, over. My, so. my my finger was almost about to click right. the the video. And <laughs> but anyway, I would be an iPhone guy because I, the system, the iOS is great. It's flawless. It works really well. It does everything I needed to do. It's just uh, I didn't want to be the guy who bought one ten minutes before the new one came out. So yeah, that's why I bought this one when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> no, like literally, know, my old I phone, like I've the power it. charger, like the plug-in died, and I was like, well, I have to have a phone. So I know I've got at least a year before they come out with a new phone. So I'll feel good for a year. Yeah, there you go. He has a um, but it, it, at the same token, with my Androids, uh, more than five programs on it, it starts getting slow. Uh, it finally yeah. got to the point of every time I opened up Facebook, I had to restart my phone. I will say my uh, I don't need my that. two year old uh, HTC One. They did just update it to Android Lollipop, which is kind of nice. So I'm getting to explore the latest version. I've never had the latest version of Android on one of my phones because I'm just that cheap. But uh, I'm enjoying Lollipop. it so far. Lollipop. Well, that's another good bonus of Android is you get cute, cute snack names every time they upgrade the operating See, system. See, but you say that you're cheap. I went with Sprint. Yeah. I paid two ninety nine for this phone. I got sixty four gig, and I pay sixty five dollars a month. Yeah, I mean that's that's really not not awful. I think I I have to say I paid less than that for my Android, but I mean, I wish I could have paid that for. Is that a six? Mm -hmm. iPhone 6? Yeah, I mean, I wish I could have. I just, you know. A person in the chat room, I'm just going to say this, the person that's in the chat room right now, his name is Bells AG. He says he likes iPhones. It's a great comment. <laughs> Thank you, Bells. <laughs> Bells AG. Next! No, well, that's a good... <laughs> that is perfect. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm seriously about to next my own cell phone. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, I'll take over from this one. Uh, this is, I don't know if, Jordan, if you can pull it up, but this is a neat article I read on, I believe it was an Engadget uh, a couple weeks ago, about a, uh, it's kind of a, a test initiative, a beta of uh, a streaming virtual reality system. So here at the Lone Star, we try to be pretty forward-looking and future-facing and try to explore all those new technologies and think about what tomorrow's mass media is going to be as far as visual. Um, I've always been kind of a big critic of things, you know, hokey things like 3D. I don't think there's a real serious future for flat panel 3D content. Next! <laughs> sorry. Is that real or are you just... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That, 
That was a mistake on oh, the yeah. engineering part right, right. there. Like I said, Jordan's new on the board. <laughs> new on the board. <laughs> I was like, like, wow, it wasn't no, that no, bad I, of a story. It was actually kind of cool. Something was weird. He just didn't want to queue out. Anyway, I'll cut to the chase. Uh, but the bit <laughs> no, here is these guys are working on a way to send a, uh, basically the, the uh, Google Street View 3D uh, a video feed. So it's a camera that's got the little hyperbolic lens on it that's can see everything, and all that data is being sent to the recipients on the other end, there's people watching the stream tonight, like you folks out there watching us tonight, you would actually have real-time controls where then you could steer around your point of view in this 3D space. So We would have to have viewers for that. <laughs> well, if we could do stuff like this, absolutely we would. But uh, imagine hanging one of these cameras uh, upside down over a hockey game, for example, mm. and people can kind of they can follow the action of the puck. They can say, hey, what's going on down with that end? You know, what's going on with the power play? Look wherever you want. Hey, who's that broad in the third row of the stands? You have the control of the viewing experience, and everybody has an independent view. I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. That's a great... Now, that has some legs. I could see that if the bandwidth is there, if the compression makes it come off in high definition and beautiful, which apparently it does. From what I read from this Engadget article, it was ridiculous. Um, that might be how you're watching television down the road, folks. Not necessarily... Like virtual reality. Yeah. And not with a big, goofy... You know, I mean, I guess, theoretically, that was how this was. He had VR goggles on. So it was... Yeah. Not only was it, you know, click and drag, look around the screen, but it was literally, like, turn your head and you're in that environment yeah, live. I, I, I See, I don't even like going to watch 3D movies at a theater because I hate wearing glasses. If I can find, like, something like a hologram that I don't have to wear glasses, I'd be fine. Yeah. So... I think that's cool. I mean, that's a. There's a few other uh, camera innovations I've seen in the last few years, like the uh, the Lytro system. I don't know if you guys remember that. That's one um, similar. It's a light field camera. I'm gonna get nerdy here, so if you want to next me on that, just let me know. But uh, you take the picture, and then after the fact, you can decide where you want the the focus to be. So if you've got something, you know, right up close, like somebody holding a, a flower up to the lens, and you want to focus right on the petals of that flower. Or if you want to rack focus and see who's breaking into the window over one street behind you, you can do that after the photo has already been taken. There's all that extra information recorded within it. That's kind of cool if they could ever adapt that to video. Same thing where the viewers could choose what they're looking at versus just what a director of photography says they're looking at or somebody framed it. I think there's still going to be a job role for people who do that artistically and for, and for dramatic things that, that have particular looks and framing. But I think... I've always been a guy who says live is the future of television. And something like this technology where you can stream virtual reality, a live, actual, real-life environment to, to a mass audience. I don't disagree. I think you're right. Uh, it's going to end up being what's, uh, what we watch in the future. Um, uh, but, I mean, in what you said, it, it brings questions to my to my head about uh, ab about artists losing jobs because things are becoming automated. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was reading in one of the, my articles the other day that they've now got this Jimmy jib that's totally automated. It's got sensors. <laughs> it stops going down if it's going to hit something. You know, we're going to put people out of work. Yeah, that is and true. There's a... Anytime new technology comes along, it... Uh 
destabilizes the I mean, market. It, it's with all cameras and stuff like that. Cameras that follow a pin in a person's jacket, um, you know, that eliminates three or four people. If one person can control five cameras with a robo system, that's saving somebody, business, you know, yeah. money. But also, it's we've hurting, already seen it's it hurting there. people like me, who's a camera op, you know, trying to get out there, trying to make income, and it, it's killing all of us. You know, with all even the thing 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 with lighting and stuff like that, with everything going fully automated, and also with people doing cheaper budgets, it's it's going to you know everybody's wanting to get cheaper, cheaper budget, but it's like we can't in this world we cannot go cheaper. This is the way tech is. It's like tech's an expensive budget. Yeah, well, call me Mr. Optimistic, but I would hope that there's room for both jobs and the new technology moving forward because I think it's going to enable you to tell a much more rich story and give more information to a viewing audience that you wouldn't otherwise be able to, even if you had a million camera operators. And, uh, and I still think there's going to be times when you're going to not want that sort of technology to be the presentation, or you're going to want something that's more controlled and focused, and you don't necessarily want the camera to see what the president's doing behind the stage as he comes up to speak at the podium. I mean, there's oh, still going not. to be applications. <laughs> just call me crazy. I, you know, it just seems like uh, ubiquitous viewing wouldn't always be great, but. I mean, at this point in time, people out there are staring at my balls. I know, I'm captivated. Next. Sorry. Next. All right, yeah. Uh, so, Scott, you're up now. Tell us about the latest innovation in LED ellipsoidals from our friends over uh, at Source4. Or ETC? ETC. ETC. ETC has come out with their Source4 Series 2, uh, which is a, a ellipsoidal-based body. Actually, what's neat about it is that it can be anything. It can be a cyclite. It could be a, a, a Source4. It could be a Fresnel. All depends on what aperture you put in in front of it. Uh, as far as ordering it goes, you could buy just the Don't body. try to do that. We're not weather guys. We can't do this. <laughs> or you could buy the full lens tube. Yeah. Um, what's neat about it is the Series 2 you can get with the Luster series of, of diodes, which gives you red, blue, and green, but it also gives you... Uh, a white, amber. it gives you an amber, it gives you a cyan, and it gives you indigo. Oh, wow. So, That's all cool. of a sudden, you've got the ability to make any color in the spectrum. Uh, in the, uh, the, if you go to ETC's website, they've got the, a PDF which actually charts out the, the transmission level uh, of each color that Roscoe makes. Uh, or of select colors that Roscoe makes, and inevitably, there's only about two colors that the regular Source 4 beats it in, uh, as far as brightness goes. So this is this is big, big technology in our field. Um, that's that's coming to the forefront because before we didn't have ellipsoidals that were bright enough for us to use in in long throw. Uh, scenarios for theater so it, it, buying buying the ellipsoidals was just you were buying an overpriced toy 60 LED array. you know I never really thought about that every time I've looked at these LED uh, fixtures I've just been kind of wowed by the ability to change color on the fly and do that in a really directional 
manner, but yeah, you're right. It, it's really taken what this kind of generic fixture is and given it so much more range. Yeah, and that's uh, the Source 4 is the stable of, of theater, uh, but what they've gone and done with this is they've built a cyclite attachment for the front. So now you can take your Source 4 and it, turn it into a cyclite. You can take your Source 4 turn it into a Fresnel. Uh, it's it's opened up the opportunity to to do tremendous things with with an instrument, and like I said, you can buy just the engine. So if you've already yeah. got Source Fours, all you have to do is buy the engine and attach it to the body in the barrel. Like you're saying, your lighting house is already pretty heavily leveraged yeah. in Source Four gear, I mean, so that's brilliant. You can you can scale up to this new technology at whatever. Return yeah, I mean, investment I've, makes sense to you guys and be taking advantage. And I, I, from an engineering point of view, I love this stuff. Because, I, I mean, behind the scenes tip here, we're actually sitting under some hot-ass, like, 150-watt floodlight bulbs right now. Yeah, this is awful. Imagine if these could all be cool, eco-friendly LED lights that we could not only just have a light on us, but at the touch of a button, we could put us into whatever kind of well, scene mode we want. And you got to also think LEDs are cost-efficient, you know. Yeah. How much... How much Electricity is being burned right now because of these really hot ass lamps. You know? Burned bulbs, runtime. I mean, reduction yeah. of heat. Uh, your diodes last fifteen years. Uh, I th think about the savings. Think about the say. I mean, I spend thirty. Think about the children. Well, and, okay. About. So I, I've been to studios where we actually most of the television studios where we keep the the thermostat down to sixty five degrees. Yeah. In order to compete with you know these one thousand watt two two thousand watt fixtures, are that's their output. But if we all went LEDs, we can you know people are coming into the studio. They they bundle up with jackets because they're so cold, but we got to keep it cold. Yeah, there's lots of people on the stage. But if we can go all LED, we can raise the temperature up, save electricity because they're not competing in you know. It's kind of like that Futurama where he's driving around yeah. on Venus in a uh, convertible, but he's got the air conditioner up at full blast, but it's too cold, so he turns the heater up full blast too to match it. <laughs> and, and that's you know, but but that's things that that people have to do right now to to survive with what they've got. I know several mega churches that crank it down to sixty five degrees before their eighteen hundred parishioners come walking in uh, and and create body heat, and then the lights come on and create body heat. Uh, well, the churches I used to work at, it was seventy five degrees by the end of the service. We started at sixty two. Yeah, uh, just there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way, and and as I said, ETC has come up with it. This this is really the most incredible ellipsoidal out there right now, which uh, uh, has a lot of people talking. Now the base price, you're still talking about twenty two hundred dollars for the engine. The engine alone, yeah. But just imagine how much you're saving in the in run of years and years because of the, the life that that has is. I think what it says is um, twenty thousand hour LED light, mm -hmm. and that's twenty thousand hours to seventy percent intensity. Yeah. But usually with regular incandescent lamps or stuff like that, you're changing out two or three times a year. If if it's a light studio, if it's a heavy studio, you're changing it more and more by ten times a year. And you can you can buy this in the their luster series, which is the seven colors that we talked about earlier. Uh, you can buy it in their studio series, which is all white. Uh, you can buy it in their Fire and Ice series, which is mainly reds or mainly mainly blues. 
Interesting. So depending on what you're going to use it for, it's it's very versatile. And but you're not spending money thing on gels. That, the thing that yeah. that I look See, at is I spend two hundred dollars on gels every show. Well, you make a good point though, and that's something I did want to bring up is this technology change. It's nice to be able to take advantage of these things, but there's a lot of gel out there that's going to be out of work. <laughs> I mean, it's just we got to think about that part of the economy. Like all the, all, what, what are all these but our, our, colored pieces of plastic yeah, going to do? But the Sorry, Roscoe. Yeah, Roscoe. <laughs> but next. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Those I've got... really nice graphics. Thank you. Thank you you must have had Jordan make them. No. Jackass. <laughs> uh, Jordan, did you have so, any other topics you want to bring well, up? I've got a couple more. Har- Harvin was um, keying on on that lighting topic. You know, Harvin, who's watching right now. One he's of our also uh, part loyal watchers. Loyal watchers. He's the, been you know, also on the A-team. He's, he's a master drapist. Um, <laughs> Confirmed drapist. So he, says, he, told, he said in, this, in the chat that all you need is up lighting. <laughs> I got <laughs> you uplighting. That that comes from a master right? drapist. There you go. Yep. Light my drape. All right. Well, um, well, you're also gonna you know <clears throat> talk about the what the FCC came out with today. This new drone law. You want to go to that one? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, this that. is breaking today. Actually, the Department of Transportation Freaking and news. the uh, I believe it's the FAA, not the FCC. Yeah. Federal Aviation Administration. One of those government agencies. Uh, they released a. They have a press release out today talking about a proposal that they'll be putting out for new laws governing the use of drones, which I don't know if anybody out there really cares about drones, but there was some hubbub recently when the FAA announced that they were going to basically outlaw any commercial use of drone technology. So people who wanted to mount a camera on a quadcopter and use it to go out and film something and then sell that video would technically be in violation of federal aviation law. So um, that kind of put a lot of people up in arms and, and it kind of stymied the industry a little bit because these are not cheap. I mean, you can get some inexpensive drones, but there are two, four, five, eight thousand $8,000 camera drones out there that people are trying to use now. And it's basically a poor man's chopper one. You know, this is the talk about future camera technology. This is something that was going gangbusters for a while. But when the FAA put out this advisory previously, it kind of stopped in its tracks. Um, so... Now they're, they've released this new proposal, and the, from what I gleaned from it, it's basically going to apply uh, the same type of governance that the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, has for ham radio operators. So you'll go through a uh, short class to learn some basics of aviation safety and learn some ground rules for operating drones, all common sense stuff, stuff that's uh, not bad in any way. And uh, you'll do that to receive an official license. You won't have to go through any other sorts of, uh, you won't have to get any other kind of uh, aviator's license through the FAA. This will just be a one-time one thing for drone pilots, for commercial drone pilots, I guess, clearing you to be able to use that. Um, so that's interesting because now it, op- it opens up legal avenues for uh, companies, businesses to use these technologies and uh, use them for professional applications, yeah. uh, legally, sports, that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, and uh, news gathering. I mean, news gathering is technically a uh, a commercial endeavor nowadays. Even though it's usually done for the public good, it's done for commercials. Is this? Do we have a caller? <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
That's a production company that we used to all work for. Uh oh. So I'll just let that go to voicemail. Yeah, um, we'll I knew, I knew the, the rules are now. I, I read of the rules this morning when they were released uh, about you can't fly over 500 feet and some of these kind of consumer level drones. Um, also, that anybody that if you're flying over people, all the people that you're flying over have to be part of your production or stuff like that. So you can't go to a public park mm-hmm. and fly over people. And these are all common sense rules, I think. Well, th- some of them are. Some of them were, were this kind is of a, bull crap rules. Um, does this apply to animals? The, the f- flying of drones <laughs> at places like the Grand Canyon being being uh, nixed really kind of bothers me. I mean, uh, you've got wide open spaces where where there aren't a lot of people where it's being restricted. Why, you know... Every conspiracy theorist will come up with a different reason. Wait, are we? Uh, I can't. I, quick timeout, Scott. Did your mic element fall off inside your shirt? Well, hang on. How about now? That's I can hear you now. Why'd you turn yourself off, man? I didn't. I just kind of wiggled myself in the wrong way. <laughs> it felt good. Wiggle while you work. Uh, so, um, should, so tell us more about these bullcrap rules. So. Like I said, there's <laughs> the. Uh, it, it does outlaw the use of these in <clears throat> national parks, uh, uh, any place that the U.S. government basically makes money off of people, they're going to outlaw these drones. And that really kind of bothers me because there are places like the Grand Canyon where that would be something absolutely viable for a family to to take a drone and and get some really cool shots of them standing on top of a hill or something like that. well, here's a pro tip you'll only get here on the Lone Star, and I thought this was hilarious because I used to really be bothered by the original rules that they came out with because I thought that was just terrible for progress and for innovation in this space. It was just going to do bad things. But then someone brought up the fact that the FAA has no enforcement arm. There's nothing the FAA can do to you for violating the FAA laws except for pull your pilot's license. And if you don't have a pilot's license to begin with, who cares? It's not like they can tell the police to come arrest you for flying a drone. They have nothing they can do to you if you violate the law as it stands now. That's, um... Now, I mean, clearly if you fly it over the White House, they could probably do something to you, but the FAA itself can do nothing. There's a so... fine line there of, of breaking <laughs> FAA regulations and it being policed. Um, it you can be po- policed in... Okay. Can you still hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, right um, where, where are you going? Hey, Come uh, back here. Mr. Jordan. I had to go over here to read the chat. <laughs> Mr. Jordan. We'll yeah. be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what the I engineer's for, isn't it? Just don't, ne- hey, just don't next because... Oh, no. We yeah, won't. we, we got to keep... No, because this, this, this is actually... It's a good topic. This is a great topic, and I've seen the FAA... When I was in the Navy, I've seen the FAA rules be enforced. Uh, <laughs> With uh, an F-18? When, when stupid... Things like a Doppler system is aimed at a landing radar at an airport um, for some stupid reason. I don't know why that happened. It wasn't me, though. <laughs> I didn't get arrested. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But they, you know, there are ways to enforce it. There's just nobody to do it. That's where the federal marshals come in. So, but is the federal marshal going to go all the way to the Grand Canyon and arrest Tommy Two-Tones, who's only six years old, who got a drone for a gift from Grandma because he's flying a drone 
over lining them up. <laughs> I don't know. It's a dubious thing. That's the that's the point of it. Is that the uh, they can make all the rules they want, but they're really kind of limited on what they can do to enforce them. So this is kind of their way to try to bring people into the legal spectrum, so they have something to lose if uh, they don't play by the rules. And Lord knows, by the rules that are listed in there, with with me, I live right by Dallas Fort Worth. International Airport. If I flew a drone where I live right now under the new rules, I would be arrested. Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I know there's a rule of like don't fly it over over 500 feet. feet. Oh, 500 feet. feet? Yeah, that's that's the class the class G airspace according to the FAA is 600 feet below. So So, you can you can basically fly in class G airspace without contacting ATC. Um, if a pilot, a drone pilot, have to go above f- 500 feet, they need to contact the ATC for approval, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. Also, it has to be direct line of sight. You always have to have in control of, you have to visually see your drone at all times. You know, the military doesn't have to do that. <laughs> but um, there, well, there's, they a see everything. Of, there's a bunch of rules that came out with it. Um, I've got some of the others. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all the rules. Uh, you know, there's some that I, I would sit back and say yes to. But this is a better package than what they came up with the first time when they just wanted to yeah. nix them all together. I guess that's how I feel. Yeah, I didn't like the uh, just say no. No, it does. That was bad. Uh, this it does still kill Amazon. And Amazon's... Uh, they could not fly just like really low and fast? No, no, because it's line of sight. Oh, because oh, that's true. Part yeah. of the part of the it's ruling of is the line of sight thing, so they can't fly you more can't, than you can't now, rely on me this. Camera. You could have a UPS like truck driving around a neighborhood, mm-hmm. flying it down the street, you know, dropping off your deliveries oh, that, that way. Yeah, that could be. It. I mean, right now around Christmas time, we'll have UPS come out and they'll basically deploy <laughs> some teenager in a golf cart so, to drop well, off. Well, and cars. that's so, I mean, that's Fed, FedEx has been working with Honda on this on this automated delivery truck. Yep. Well, how is that any different than a drone? I've actually seen doesn't fly. I've actually it's seen in a neighborhood that the UPS and FedEx guys share this golf cart. Yeah. And oh, just, they share it. They share this golf cart. So is it a DHL golf tar- golf cart? No, it's not even. It's just like <laughs> a regular. It's like a regular <laughs> golf cart. And I, I was working, you know, pulling this neighborhood, and I was with a friend, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the UPS guy." They'll they just, just sit together in the, in the front the truck. seat. Yeah, you hear Ebony and the Ivory playing. They'll, they'll park the truck and load all the stuff in there and use the golf cart to save gas money. Yeah. One of our chat people ask, is it going to be illegal to fly a kite now? Can you get arrested for flying a kite? <laughs> if it goes Ooh. over 500 feet. If it goes under yeah, 500, 500 feet or you lose feet, vigil. Yeah. If, if you, oh, vigil if you let go of the string, it's unmanned. No, so. But <laughs> if you remember a video that um, somebody posted on YouTube, uh, when the big fog came into Dallas-Fort Worth and he took a drone up early in the morning above the cloud line. So now that's illegal. He could get in trouble yeah. for that. It's kind of a bummer. All right, I'm going to next it. Next. Next. It's about time. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a noob. Bam. All right. Uh, Did so you just say I'm a newbie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're doing a great job, Jordan. You're doing a great job. Okay, last topic I had for this segment was uh, I was just kind of 
My my streaming video pants were excited for Sling TV, a new <laughs> offering by Dish Network, I believe it is. This is the thing that cord cutters have been asking for forever. Sling TV's been around for a while. Sling Box has been around forever. Sling Media, which that's that thing where you would plug into your home media center and it would... So that you can watch it on your computer. Yeah, this is a new offering from Dish that will allow you to basically, I think it's 20 bucks a month and you get 20 channels and you get like ESPN, you get like uh, you know HGTV and some other kind of like your super 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 light cable TV package, but without starting you off at you know eighty bucks a month or whatever. For like all these channels that you don't really watch, like for me, I don't watch the Home Shopping Network. No, well, but uh, you're you're getting TBS, you're getting TNT, you're getting ESPN. Travel Channel. Uh, yeah, and the sports is the main thing network. that I'm saying there because for a long time, cord cutters, people who don't want to pay for television, who want to do everything off of Netflix and who want to do everything off of Amazon and Hulu, that was the thing. It's like, man, I really want to watch College Game Day, but I can't because I don't have that. There's There's no internet offering for that. And that's what this is. This is a video package that's all delivered over the internet, anywhere you are, mobile so devices, mobile, computers. You can watch it on like a so, Android, iPhone, iPad, Amazon, Fire, whatever. So it's basically Apple TV, but... But with content that's mainstream. Well, you can watch it. I so can, it's Apple TV for the Microsoft folks? No, it's, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's that. It probably, just, you can watch it on Apple TV, I'd imagine. I don't know. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody. All right. I, I mean, this is kind no, of. It's, I've, it's, I've been without a cable TV subscription for six years. You've been so, so, okay. My so, cut. my sister, yeah. my brother, your umbilical cord's been cut. Yep. My so my sister and brother-in-law have been off of cable now for about four years, four or five years. They live off of their Apple TV. Uh, uh, they're Apple people. So, uh, well, and that can be done like with Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. Yeah, but that Apple TV, I just bought the Apple TV but not, not too long ago. That thing, Apple guy. Shoot, I could get rid of my PlayStation 3 now. Actually, that's what we do. We, we have a PlayStation 3, and that's how we do yeah. of our, all of our streaming I got stuff. So. Xbox 360, where yeah. I just usually play Xbox my Call of Duty Black Ops. Xbox still makes you subscribe, though, right? You have to pay for a basic subscription to watch. Yeah, but this... No, no, not really. I have an Apple TV and a Xbox 360. The only thing I use for the um, Xbox 360 is like Black Ops or Grand Theft Auto 5. I use my Apple TV for everything now. Yeah. And I love it. Um, They're pretty nice little pieces. I, yeah, I use my Apple TV for Netflix. And, yeah, um, I think Apple I'll needs buy, to buy start movies. paying us money for advertising. <laughs> I know, right? We'll yeah. talk about that Apple. later. Um, does anybody use Apple TV for iTunes rentals? I do. Yes, I do. You do? Okay. I do most of my renting through I bought, Amazon. Still, I bought so. movies through I, iTunes. I, I have Amazon and iTunes. I can't tell you which one I like better. Okay. Now that I've switched over to the Apple, the the iTunes stuff is a whole lot easier. Uh, before I found it to be really annoying and pissed me off because it would run all the time and you were control-alt-deleting and shut that Apple crap off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's it's a different world. Uh, yeah, you know, not not to to talk about Apple again, but it's the thing about Apple when you switch over is that it is a lifestyle. It takes over your life. Everything. Yeah. I mean. You got the Apple cufflinks I now. could turn my freaking house lights on with Did you put the Apple sticker on the back of your car? No. Oh, I didn't go on. there. Scott. You didn't get an Apple sticker? Scott. Come on. And, Scott. And, uh, 
I drive a Kia Soul. It just totally deserves one. I know. <laughs> it's so metro. Come it's, on. Man. It's what right. you have to have. Come on, Scott. Put, put, your, little, on. put your little bike rack no. on the back of it. No, I'm not going to be Jordan. <laughs> I've had that. All right. Well, okay. That okay. So I feel like this. If you're if you're a stage tech or a show guy, this topic might be a little bit off topic. But I kind of took the liberty because uh, streaming television network. Kind of got a big interest in the future of streaming television, so I just want to put that one in there. But I'll go ahead and hit the next, next. so we can move on. Uh, Probably a good idea, because it was a boring subject. <laughs> I was riveted. I thought it was you get, awesome. you got to get more ideas Holy about lighting hell, and staging. Well, we're going to take a brief break to have a little uh, mention of some of our friends over at The Column here in Dallas-Fort Worth. They're the city's, what would you say, Scott, the premier... Theater review and news uh, source for people in the biz. For yes, we are the only uh, media outlet in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that does reviews of community theaters. Uh, we review just about every show that comes through the Dallas-Fort Worth area and Denton. Uh, and uh, uh, great source of information if you're in the business, if you've got a affinity for community theater. Uh, and really, yeah, I say uh, DFW. It's it's North Texas. It's pretty widespread. We're North Texas and South Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could tell it was a pretty good reach. So we we reach a long ways. And everyone, please go to the column website here in the next two weeks. We should have an area posted for you guys to buy tickets to our column awards. And that's what um, I wanted to mention. Yeah, we had uh, John Garcia is the uh, I guess he's the the head honcho. John Garcia is the founder and uh, uh, CEO of the Column Awards. He joined us out here on the Lone Star last Sunday night to uh, do the official announcement of nominees for this year's awards, the 16th annual Column Awards, honoring excellence, uh, a la your favorite uh, You made it sound so good. Yeah, well, it was a great show, great show. (laughs) Did it live from uh, Broadway, thought that was pretty classy of them. Did it live from Broadway? Yeah. Um, oh, there he is. There he is. John Garcia joining us in the past. But anyway, yeah, they came out here and they announced all of the, uh, this exhausting list of all of the awards that are up for grabs this year. And the official gala is March 22nd. Uh, the Granville Arts Center. Granville Arts Center. So, yeah. Big, the Granville uh, Arts Center in Garland, Texas. Come all on over out. YouTube, live performances, great awards, Night of Stars. Is, it, is this going to be live streamed on the Lone Star? Uh, we're considering, considering it. it. There's some issues with uh, rights. We got to make sure that that's all nice and legal because we're rights and logistics are, are yeah. all we're really waiting on right now. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention that. I mean, it's, it's a very cool organization. It's very it was very neat to be a part of that last week. And also, we are looking at doing maybe a recurring video project with them, uh, taking the column, the stuff that uh, people who are familiar with that source know and love and bringing it to video, bringing it to something that could be re- released a little bit episodically for quick hits on uh, news and reviews. And so all you all thing. get ready because the scene is coming soon. The scene, I love it. I like the scene, don't you? I do. I'm glad you came up with it. Me too. Um, all right, so we'll go on to our main topic for the night. It's the future. It's officially 2015. 2015? We're in the future. <laughs> All right. And cameras. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really need to create hotkeys for the keyboard yes. down here. Just, I, I need to do that. Hotkeys. Next, next for time, me. I'm going to create hotkeys for. Coming up next week on the Lone Star. Anyway, hotkeys. That was my attempt at a hot bit. babes and hotkeys. So the point of this segment, I wanted to talk. It's, it's we're starting off a new season here in the new year. It's 2015, and according to Back to the Future, the compendium of knowledge for what the future is, 2015 was the future. So uh, I thought we would take a little essay, a little review of technologies in show media that uh, we should have seen by now. And this is, this is my chance to vent at the future and make it get its act in gear, basically. So I'll lead off the thing. What my, uh, and it was, it was in the bumper clip there, but holograms. Where the heck are my holograms? Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't Jordan? Know. Well, we've seen we've seen, we've seen some holograms in uh, the award shows, like Grammys and stuff like that. Uh, I, I know that yep. they brought in some. Who's uh, actually, who's touring now? Uh, former singer, no longer with us, to, uh, touring hologram now. Oh wait, um, no, no. <laughs> I've seen that though. Actually, it's uh, uh, the Grateful Dead. Um, yeah, uh, Garcia. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, the Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia, and the Gorillas, that band. They are, they're basically yeah, they're basically a cartoon band, and they do live concerts on occasion. We've all seen the CNN uh, hologram room, where they uh, basically uh, a viewer in the chat room. Says we have because Tupac. Tupac did do a. I did, yeah, Tupac did do a thing. I remember. Uh, I think they did with an award show that he came in. Or yeah. Something like that. So it's. Out there, it's kind of a bit. It's definitely not what you saw in Back to the Future—a freeform, freestanding, real life. Did you get the drug? Did you get the uh, sneeze button for? Yeah, him? I did. I hit okay. the panic button. <laughs> Over, hey, you go? I shut the stream. I hit down. my mute button. Too. Oh no! Uh, no, you're back on. You got turn, turn yourself back on. Am I not on? No, you're not. Am I on? No. Can you hear me? Can you hear, Can you hear me, me now? No. Where am I? I'm talking to your mic. Face uh, your mic. I don't. There know. you are. Hey, <laughs> Yahtzee. What a m- These guys. All right. Where did you find him? <laughs> well, I was on the corner of the quick trip and... Yeah. So, um... It's what you get when you put a jib operator in charge. He's working the microphone crane pretty well over there. So what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on holograms? Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be something... Is the actor still getting that... paid? There's a movie about that. The, uh... The virtual, the actress who signs away her her life, and then they basically just digitize her and use her in movies forever, and she kind of becomes no one. It's sad, really. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be implemented into different shows um, without me basically going in listing names and stuff like that. Um, there is a business that is looking into not holograms, but almost a virtual person using with LED panels. And hmm. this is something when we, we, I was reading the document earlier and we were discussing this at work the past week of having a LED cart that will actually be on a track that will move around on the stage. And it, it, there's a camera that's also associated with it, like a, a camera that does a head-to-toe that's also on a track. And it follows <laughs> the person live you know, on a track. So you've got a camera back. aimed at a television screen. No, you know, um, no, we're, not, we're, talking, we're talking about like a pre, like when we tape a person, you know, tape the person on the, doing the live concert and stuff like that. Um, and so the camera will, you know, they'll do, be, do it in an empty room. The camera will actually follow that person head to toe, track that person the whole time doing whatever you're mimicking. And then on the future shows, they'll actually have the LED screen 
built up and it's actually playing back with the LED screens falling on the track on stage. So the camera's actually off, off stage kind of by front of the house, but it's tracking on a head-to-toe shot going around. It's hard to, it's hard, y'all guys are seeing me, but it's hard for viewers since I, we don't have a Yeah, he's camera. doing a lot of this. I'm doing a lot that of really paints motions, the picture. You know, when, you, when, you, when you say it like this, that really just... But oh, I don't know, because the holograms are require projections and projectors are kind of going okay. out of style right now. I'll go. So I've been noodling this one for a while now. And this is, uh, again, uh, you're only going to hear this on the Lone Star. This is why you have to tune into us every week. Noodling, somebody, huh? Somebody write this down. Yes, it's what I call it when, I, when I'm researching on the internet diligently. I'll lock my, lock my door to my room and I'll just start noodling. And they'll be like, what are you doing in there? I'm noodling. Leave me alone. And nobody bothers me. It's just... All right. Nanotechnology. What about it? Walk with me on this. So what if we had a future not too far from now, a good future, not a future like 2015 that's kind of lame, but where flying robot nanites, these tiny little robots, autonomous drones, if you will. As long as they stay under 500 feet. What if you could have a cloud of nanites that uh, the cloud, it, like each individual one pinged off its neighbors, and that's how they could tell where they all were in a grid form, and basically each nanite had a tiny, tiny, tiny RGB LED on it. And these become flying pixels in real space. So they could align themselves up according to whatever 3D camera. So basically, all you're about through this whole show is getting us fired and having robots take (laughs) over. Let's let's, let's review tonight. We've figured out how to fire the camera operators. The, uh, I'm already fired. The up lighting gel companies. Misplayed a video. Oh, yeah, that's now, true. now you're coming up with nanotechnology, which could most likely uh, fire the talent. So coming soon. No need for lights anymore because a nanopixel is I going mean, to. We're going to basically hologram y'all here in a bit, and so then hologram me. How do you even know we are real? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Fade us out, Jordan. Okay. Oh, you don't have to. No, that's, I don't want to break your brain. <laughs> All right, so the holograms. That's where I'm thinking it's 2015. For the love of God, build a hologram. A real hologram, not an LED. Are, are you saying thing. like something like the president can go visit different cities without being there? I'm talking like right now there should be a, a vapor in this room with projection going onto it that we could all stand around and go, hmm, hologrammy things. So I, that's where we're going to shoot the Death Star is right, right there. I, I we should cover that port up. There, there's a movie, and I forgot what the movie was, but I'm trying to it, fix it. It's not fixing. <laughs> I forgot what the movie Don't was, but I, I seriously think with that. the multi-million-dollar porn industry, that oh my god, if we had porn, they're, they're going to be the ones that well, a they try, will probably. He's right. I know you're going to. They'll come up with they're it first. They're going to basically start out with the virtual reality porn. Of course, they probably got some already. But also the hologram porn, where you can be in your living room or dinner, your bedroom, and the girl will be projected on the bed and do all these mimics and everything. Hmm. I think that's what it's going to get to. You're going to noodle that later? Okay. He's going to noodle something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Does anybody else have any? Uh, I've got. I don't think anybody else forwarded any ideas on this topic in the show notes. And the, it, well, because this idea. topic sucks. It's no, a great no, I, I this had a bunch of ideas. This is a sucky topic. Do you know why this is a sucky topic? Because it's putting people out of work. Innovation puts everybody out of work who doesn't change okay. the times. 2007. See, that's why we're telling you people this now, so you can get it in your brain and figure out a business model moving 2007 forward. 2007 crash in the market. Um, how many people lost jobs? 
nearly many, everyone who went unemployed. How many churches automated all their light, all of their uh, camera systems? It's there's still a, every okay, time innovation let's, let's happens. Say, let's not say churches, but let's more the, the biggest person that's going automated. It's news. Broadcast news is fully going automated I've from totally a fully lost my feed. from a fully automated master control to um, camera ops. Yeah, I have anybody. to put a splitter in here. You're um, me. <laughs> I'm hearing y'all fine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think the news industry is where it's hurting because I a think, they don't make that much money off ad sales. I think if you look at it, CNN was the CNN first was the first company to do it. You're right. CNN was the first company to automate every camera. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Which is still ridiculous when you see a giant robotic studio camera. Have you ever seen these things? It's like a full-on pedestal crazy. camera, but it just drives itself around. Like, just get a pan. And the thing is, it's like camera, I feel. I feel like the more we get automated, the more dangerous it gets because we're we're putting our lives and everything in control of a computer system. We're putting rigging in control of a like trusses and stuff like that, moving trusses, moving cameras, whatever. Does that all, happen? Yeah. All, all in the focus. You've got of, like automated flies, I guess, like set. Yeah. Ooh. Well, a lot of people do. There's, there's a couple of companies out there right now making control units uh, uh, for, for rigging that are all computer-based. And you could tie them into your life. I mean, there, there's going to be, uh, yeah, there's going to be a person that still has to program but like with a lighting person, there's still going to be a person that programs the lights. That but once you're in show mode, boom, everything can run off timecode or SMPTE or, or MIDI or anything like that. Well, and if you if you really look at it, I, I see failure happening. I see when something happens, they're going to wish. I wish we had a person standing. Man, by that. I'll speak to that. Like I I do a lot of work as a facility engineer now and. The most frustrating thing in the world to me are these systems that people designed on the cheap. I wouldn't say on the cheap. They're, they're good systems. They're very well built. But they were designed with automation in mind. And there's no back door. There's no manual interface. There's no override. So as has happened several times in the course of my career, some critical control component goes out and you're done. You're going to have to fly in a replacement part from the year 2009 and hope it works. And then somebody's going to have to program it who's like, you know, going to find Prospector Sam to come in and, oh, I remember when they were building these AMX systems back in the aught 90s. Chris, that's awesome. The best thing in the world. Give me a patch cable. Just crest drawn. So, I mean, uh, yeah, automation is not always great. You need to have redundancy if you're going to have automation. Automation is a lazy man's I must say, I know of a news station here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm not going to drop names, but I know of a news station. They're, They're fully automated. But they have people standing by just in case something crashes. These people are getting paid to, to stand, stand there. there just in case a, a camera or the switch or anything like that goes crazy. They hit an override toggle and they can go right. That's that it newfangled seems... station. Yeah. Oh, those guys. Just this yeah, is. The new one. <laughs> well, I, I would think you would have to have a certain amount of manual like operator input. To not risk your license. I mean, well, you, what you if your su- teleprompter just starts swearing all of a sudden? You're like, oh, I'm sorry, Grandma. You know, and like you get you the Anchorman just... effect. Where you, go, you say that, <laughs> but with go. with Simti and Mitty, uh, uh, it can 
it can go to the point of being totally automated and just one person sitting at an emergency stop. Uh, but I've seen, like, anchors basically have their own teleprompter scroller. You know, usually back yeah, in the day, so just, it was a person that was actually the teleprompter person be standing in the back running it, but now there's a jog wheel that the anchor will hold and do their own timing. Yeah. That's where I got my start in news was the uh, teleprompter guy. The uh, 8 a.m. shift doing this. I never did the news. <laughs> we could well, I like this, though. That. We kind of took this topic, and we went a little bit off the rails from where I thought it was going, but it was kind of neat to talk about. Uh, we went from a Back to the Future kind of look at the state of the industry to a Terminator kind of look at the the future of show tech, where there's going to be uh, robot cameras marauding through studios and murdering people who... That's a very interesting outlook on things you guys have. That's... I thought you might come up with something like wireless power, Scott, as an electric. Well, that might be... Uh, we already have that. Do you? I mean, you know that it exists. Well, I might, it's I might out have, there. Do you, ever, do you get to use it ever? I mean... I might have something to say on this Back to the Future nah. topic-ish. Um, uh, you go ahead, though. Go on. Me? You? I'm sorry. You want, you want me to go? Are you? No. Me? Scott? Is it me? No, no he was already moving on. If you want to go backwards, <laughs> go backwards. Oh, are we moving on to? Never mind. I'll no, say, we're, so, we're still talking. Okay. We're just, we're just, just riffing. I'm, we're just jamming. You know, yeah. That's what we do. Well, I, I think that I, I've, I've been intrigued by more people on their own travel. Like, I'm a big travel freak. I love traveling and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I'm more amazed by people's own YouTube channels that they create um, about traveling. And I think that's the way we're going to go is, like, get away from, like, the yes. travel networks on broadcast and go to YouTube. Democratization I, I honestly, of media and disintermediation. And I honestly think the, in the whole future, probably within less than five years, that the satellite, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to name job it, direct to TV, ATV, Verizon, Vios, all that stuff, is all going to go away. Right. Especially when here in like Dallas-Fort Worth, when Google gets here and drops their internet here. I Dude, be, Google Fiber, oh how gosh, awesome would that I be? Just, hey, Come to Dallas, you yes, guys. Yes, Google, if you're listening to oh us, please drop in Dallas-Fort Worth. We're patiently waiting for you to come here. I really want you guys to get here. Now, our local, my internet service provider has been taking good care of me. They've been having some issues lately. And have they? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I have they now? But, I mean, they they're just, doing they very good heard, delivering my 10 that? megabit service here. Richard? And I'm, out in the they, just, they just heard that, and we just not And we're off. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, seriously, Google, how about a 1,000 megabit service to your property? A thousand megabits. That's a 100 time faster connection. I can't even imagine what I would do with that kind of bandwidth. Okay, so. Porn. That's. <laughs> the future is all porno. Good night, everybody. Going back, going back to the topic that we discussed about, you know, job losses and everything with the technology. This goes back to. More time for new. Another. Huh? Another chat room. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Another. Another question that was uh, derived in our chat room on the Frontier Television website. Uh, talking about unions. What will happen to unions when the technology advances? Because, you know, most of these states like New York and Vegas all have unionized. <laughs> most well, of these states like New York and Vegas, <laughs> Vegas have unionized. Let's, uh, let's see. New York and Vegas are about the only two places left with unions that have power. Um, yeah. Dallas, uh, Texas, itself is a right-to-work state. hate to say that, but it is, uh, which means that the unions here really have very little power. Only in certain um, places that they do. Uh, like work. IATSE, our local Yahtzee. here in Dallas, 
uh, has control over the Majestic. They have control over uh, Gaylord, the city uh, uh, music music hall. It's Fair Park. Uh, I don't know. Gaylord is well, Gaylord, Fort Worth. Okay, I just know that like Gaylord been, is PSAV. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's just not a lot of uh, the automation part and stuff like that. Uh, the unions have killed themselves by by making rules and laws that that discredit them wholeheartedly. Like whenever I take a tour to Las Vegas, I have to pay a guy to sit behind my soundboard guy, yeah, and all he does is sits there on a computer and plays. Yeah, I have to pay a guy to sit behind my lighting guy, and he sits on his computer and watches movies. I have to pay a guy to walk around with my rigging guy. Uh, so now, now I've paid my f- four main guys who do my rigging, my sound, my lighting, uh, my sets. I've paid these guys thousands of dollars, and I'm paying another four thousand dollars to the union for their four guys. You know, yeah, unions are killing I've themselves. Us- I've usually been on that side of the equation too, and that's why unions frustrate me. It just seems like they're more of an impediment to production. I, I, than, there are some but, good things that the unions do. Yeah, and you can't discount that. There's no. definitely there's definitely some some good sides to unions that keep the workplace tolerable for a lot of people. I I just I, I feel like there's got to be a better solution. And I think part of it's cuz we're seeing it's so, more of a stretch for them to, to so do what they do and with that question, do I think automation is going to kill the union? No, I don't. I think now you're the union have to pay is a going robot to, to stand behind your lighting up. The operation. union's going to kill the it's, union. Yeah, well. They're going to keep making these dumb mistakes and, and ripping people off, and people are just going to get tired of doing shows there. And they'll find someplace else to go. Like um, Sundance. Look at the Majestic. The Majestic is one of the most beautiful theaters in, the da- in Dallas. In downtown, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and they do four, three, four shows a year. It's it's amazing venue. I've been at, I did a concert in there and it's really amazing. It's, oh, that's it's, right. You did Carrie Job, didn't you? Yeah, I not. The, yeah, it, yeah, I, but isn't that a? It's a beautiful space. It it's is, very it, well maintained. It, it, it has it has this history to it. This this older style to it that is amazing, you know. And it just doesn't get used that much. I don't think. I mean, no. it's it, it's a sad fact, but but. Uh, I think the union's going to end up killing itself. Hmm. Uh, robotics is not going to kill it. The, the union themselves. The un- union is basically going to hang itself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a uh, that's any the future. other questions from online? No, it, that actually came from Harvin as well. Oh, Harvin, thanks for being with us tonight, buddy. We're going to have you on the show real soon. You yeah, just keep watching. yeah. If if he comes out here on a weekend a on a Saturday Sunday, we'll definitely bring him on the show on a Sunday night. He can be. A, VIP. Ooh, yeah. Very Live important. Studio or a VIJ, a very important jackass. I love the fact that we can see the questions ourselves. Uh, we could if I was wearing my glasses, but... Uh, I'm sorry you're blind. Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. anyway. So we so, should probably tell our viewers where to go. Well, if, if you're not already the there... And we'll, <laughs> if, you're, if you're into this live stream thing, you're watching <laughs> us at FrontierTelevision.com. Over on the left-hand side of the screen, there's 
There's going to be, I guess that would be camera left. <laughs> anyway, House there's right. a little uh, chat really live window me. that you can open up our, I don't, I don't know. Stage you can open the chat live window and use our uh, our web-based IRC client to uh, talk to us here. We like to keep the stream up so we can uh, see the he comments coming in and talk Brussels, back. New Brussels, Red Fusent. New Brussels. Harvin, the Drake this is from I'm New I'm going to Brussels. promise never do that for the rest of the series. Hey, Harvin. Go hang some. And if pipe. you're on your iPad or your iPhone or other uh, smart device of choice, you can go to FrontierTelevision.com slash mobile. For a uh, slimmed down view that's just got the video screen and the chat room all on one page for you. Make it a little bit easier for your watching the Lone Star on the go. Uh, and I guess with that is probably a good time to talk about, uh, go into our, our next spot. And it's actually an advertising spot. Yeah, that's, I'm glad the future God, of television smell isn't smell-o-vision. Holy that's crap, another bit. i got to quit eating Mexican before I come over wow. here. I love Texas, I really do. So while we've got your rapt attention, uh, we'd like to in, throw out the offer. If you're, a, if you're a business owner, if you're a small company or even a large corporation like ETC, and you'd like to look into advertising opportunities here on the Lone Star, you can actually advertise with us on this show, on Showtech Show, on this network, FrontierTelevision.com. Uh, send us an inquiry at AdSales at FrontierTelevision.com. We'll give you our rates. They're a great way to reduce your advertising cost versus traditional media, which has terrible returns on investment. Uh, we, we offer a much more targeted audience base. We offer uh, much more distributed. Uh, you, you, you'll pay a fraction of what it costs to get on your local late night cable television, and you'll potentially reach the entire flipping planet. So uh, do look into advertising in the new media with a Lone Star, uh, competitive, very effective ad rates. Uh, target audience, and we'd love to have you so we can talk you up here among ourselves and our peers. So that's a quickie. We'll go back into the show now. And the next topic that we have up, it's uh, Valentine's Day was yesterday. We're shooting on the 15th here in February, and we wanted to do a little uh, love talk, something something girly. Okay. Scott said, I want to do something that really accentuates my feminine side. Oh, I said, sure. Scott, the floor is yours, buddy. You dumbasses. <laughs> so in this topic, we're going to be talking hey, about uh, the, the challenges and what... I, I don't know. I've probably been lucky most of my life to have been involved Welcome in the same... guy. <laughs> wow. Dude, it's like co-hosting with someone with Tourette's. I don't know. <laughs> no, style guy just jumped into our chat room. Oh, this okay. is No glasses. But anyway, the point of this topic tonight, uh, in honor of Valentine's Day, we wanted to talk about uh, thoughts the crew has on maintaining a relationship or finding romantic interest or involvement when you're living life as a roadie, when you're on the road all the time, when you're doing gigs, the country, all over the place. How do you hold it together? How do you end up not being, you know, alone and pathetic? And Scott, you don't have to comment if you don't want to, because it doesn't really apply to you, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that's no, toured. Oh, we've all been on the road here. Thanks, Scooter, for toured? joining. Scooter. Not like a Branson tour. does not count. Branson counts. Branson does not count. Have you seen the show? You try looking for love in Branson, oh, Missouri. Branson does not count. Sorry, Branson, but <laughs> Branson. No, does I mean not whatever count. your gig is. I, I, I think we've all, whether it's 
you know, going from city to city on a bus or a plane or in and out of town, you know, be, even being a road warrior, someone who's got a gig where they're on the road more than they are at home in the home office, you know, that's that that takes its toll on your uh, on your personal relationships, on your ability to date, uh, to hold down something serious. Um, I, yeah, uh, Jordan, jump in on okay, this one. Okay, all right. So I'm a single guy and not married. Of course, he's single and single. not married. I'm single and not married. Um, but I don't know. It, it's sometimes you, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know. It, it's quickie love. It's almost like oh er, yeah, alien passenger uh, pilots and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> so I <Jason> sucks. <laughs> uh, you read the one above? I did. Yeah. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> yes, it is. Me. I'm getting tired of looking over this monitor, so I created my own account just so I could like read this. Here, yeah. I got excited because I thought somebody was watching. Once again, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know that's not true. Scott, it's the yeah. internet. Yeah. There's it's nobody the out internet. there. What's wrong with you, man? It's Richard's channel. We yeah. don't want to. The internet. Is I made amazing. my own internet TV channel. Um, See, it's, it's okay. It's I did have a relationship. I was dating this girl at the time when I was doing some travel shows and. For me, it was all about I'm making money so we can go out on dates when I'm back with you and stuff like that. But for her, <laughs> I'm working like a dog 90 okay, hours so, wait, a week you, so I can spend you two, it on you. You two did mini tours, right? Yes, we did. So you were mini home. or mini? Mini. Mini. So you weren't out for six mini. months. You weren't out for a year. You weren't out for three years. No. True. Okay. So there's a level to this that you can speak to. So I'm just trying to catch the gist here on where... I mean, because if I was only out for two weeks and then come home, relationship's easy. Well, it's not how long you're out. It's how long you're not in. It's the uh, short downtime between gigs. If you're always out on the road, if you come home and all it's all you can do to sleep for 24 hours before you get back up, and you're not exactly hitting the bars and meeting women and... Are you? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a maybe Scott's a player. Maybe that's how he rolls. Teach us, oh learned one. Um, Scooter has quit. No. Oh, Scooter. He must have got like mad at the chat. Like nobody agreed with his Branson sucks thing. So, and Harvin goes in. It's for old people. It's for lovers. But then Star Guy says it's a, they have a nice pyro show. They do. Ooh. Decent pyro show. Over right okay. Waxy I'm, I'm going to marshal this back so, on topic. So, in the, in the so, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was married when I toured. I was unmarried when I toured. So I've done it both, both ways. Um, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> I, was, I was like, hmm. He was doesn't know what he's saying. I was going. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> So, like, Dude, no, um, the FAA is watching. The FAA is watching. I hate the because FAA. Of, because the FCC controls the airspace. My F word just flew out of my mouth. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I mean, just, we're saying, like, how, how do you maintain a balanced relationship with your wife while you're on the road? How was it? You said you were married when you toured. Did, that have, you did it take a toll? It or just, was she just down with it? No, it was easy. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, do you you tend to come home a little bit more often if if you get a two week break instead of staying in Seattle you come home for two weeks, uh, but now uh, 
Touring with a wife was easy. Touring with a girlfriend was a pain in the ass. Maybe that was my thought process going Why was it a pain in the ass? Touring with a girlfriend because the girlfriend tends to know that you're out doing things. Uh, like and, what? Uh, like doing things like... Well, when you're out touring, you're, you're hanging... No, you're hanging out with people. Yeah, you're hanging out with your road, your road crew and stuff like that. And after a show, you go get beers, but then they start speculating. <laughs> Women don't take that well. I hit the drop button. Thank you. Women don't take that well. Girlfriends don't take that well. My wife, she took it well. I was out touring with, for three years with my wife. And, and uh, you know, I, I had a good time. I, I enjoyed my time out. And... Uh, uh, definitely, uh, there were moments of, there's, <laughs> uh, there's always <laughs> moments where you're challenged. Yeah. To I guess I, I've been in the same committed relationship for most of my touring time, I guess that I'll call it my touring time. But, uh, and I don't really feel that it was ever harmful to the relationship it was difficult to me personally because I would want to be home more versus if I didn't really have any strings attached, I could imagine being like, yeah, great, we'll stay in California for a couple of weeks. We'll hang out here, check this scene out so, or whatever. But it was like all I could do to get yeah. home. And so, but Jordan, you're coming from the other end of the spectrum where... I am just, single. I'm not tied down. Right, yeah. You don't have anything calling you home and you're just trying to get something consistent, yeah. maybe. Uh, don't get me wrong. Jordan's got no problem hooking up like crazy on the side and all that, right, man? But, well, but finding love. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it, it goes to the point of, I think, let me see. I, well, I, when I was traveling, you know, when we were traveling a lot and stuff like that, uh, I did have a girlfriend, but she came like, she wanted me to fly home when I was during work because she wanted to see me. And it's like, I, I think in order to have. And this a, was before holograms, right? Before holograms. Okay. Didn't even use Skype, but or whatever. But I, I think what we did was is you need to find somebody that's compatible that knows that if this is your life, this is what you do, this is your job, this is what brings the money to the kitchen table and stuff like that. It gets allows her to buy a nice purse and you know to have a bed to sleep in and like electricity and stuff like that. And I think, you know, if you can find a person that understands that, it's like, yeah, I'll probably be gone for three weeks at a time or four weeks at a time or six weeks at a time. But when I come home, I'm going to spend 100% of my time devoted to you. I'm going to spend that time loving you and stuff like that. I think that's what will help out in a relationship. If you so, are, ladies, if you're you can write us Jordan at Showtech Show. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jordan at FrontierTelevision.com. All the single techie ladies that want to, yeah. like, <laughs> the single techie a, ladies. All the sh- single techie ladies that want to share a bunk on a travel bus. Did we buy Showtech Show yet? Dot com? Yeah. No. no. So don't Working write to showtechshow.com. They will have no idea what the heck you're talking They'll about. They'll be like, hey, I'm interested in Dear showtechshow.com, I'm looking and, for love. Uh, do you want to buy a light? And, or what? I don't, what is this? And he but, says blah, 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 blah. And so. Uh, uh, but, but if you know anybody that fits that bill, Jordan, we'll hook but, you up. Just yeah. uh just uh, send us a tweet or we'll, we'll have our contact information at the end of the show. So Yeah, at some point. Or, yeah, um, we'll have it or even on the next show. Watch. You listen everything. But right now, I'm single, and I, when I do travel, it's just no worries. Have fun. No, when you, when you do travel, I mean, it's tough. 
in this industry, there's not a lot of downtime. When you're on the road, you're pretty much flat out from what I experienced. It all depends on, on the show that you're on. Um, when I did concerts, concerts are easier. Um, but, okay. From an LD standpoint. Well, everything's easier from an LD standpoint. Well, it was. From an LD <laughs> standpoint, lit- literally, I would walk in, I'd point, somebody else would. Kyle, you got this show set yet? All right, man, I'm going to be on the trailer. Is that truss up? (laughs) Come on, let's go. And in most of these halls, you know, you're not allowed to touch anything. So So, it's a heck of a lot easier. Me as an LD, I'm sitting out at a desk with 1,500 hot women sitting behind me screaming because they want to come hang with the band. (laughs) Did you ever work that I, angle? Okay, so I've actually had that happen. You on, always worked hey, that angle. Did you? So you. I've actually had that happen to me. I've always, worked I've always years, worked. Uh, Eve, hold, like hold, on, well. hold on. Would, wouldn't you work that angle? Uh, oh, Scott, I'm happily married with children. Wouldn't you work that angle? Don't lie. You, you want us to tell the truth? Don't lie. <laughs> no, so okay, I feel like I'm on I, hardball. <laughs> hardball. Well, so be, it's because my wife's not going to watch this. Yours good. <laughs> yeah. She probably well, won't. <laughs> I, I know that. Uh, okay, go ahead, Jordan. Since I'm the <laughs> since nice I'm the, way to get uh, out of the hot seat there, my yeah. friend. Since I'm the active account on the uh, Showtech Show Twitter, that his wife does follow the Twitter accounts. Oh, on the Showtech Show. Good girl. All right. So yeah, that's the she's following. See, and that's the important. Show. You find someone who so supports I'll, your crazy supports you no endeavors. So I'll post to that here in a little bit. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, but um, but but okay, like like somebody asked if if I ever cheated while I was on the road. Okay, how could you not? It happens if all you're time. out for three years straight. I get. I guess that's the difference between shows and whatever corporate crap I was working because, dude, I was I I was, I felt like I was cheating if I got a hamburger at some point during the day. I was like, oh god, I just want to eat and sleep. Maybe every couple of days, hit the restroom, and then uh, go back home and, and die into my pillow a little bit. So, uh, I guess, yeah, when you're wandering out there. So, I was thinking, my, my envisioning this topic was, you're on the road, it's hard to get into a committed relationship. So, but your perspective is actually, when you're on the road, it, uh, it adds... When you're difficulty. on the road, there is no committed relationship. It's there like, can't be. It's like it just kind of bombs for, that. Huh? Uh, it, well, you know, uh, for airline pilot. Okay, let me talk about this. Like airline pilots, they have repetition of, you know, even if they're married, but sleeping around. Um, people that work on a cruise ship, um, the captains and the officers, stuff like that. They are gone for eight months, ten months at a time. We all saw that documentary, and uh, The Love Boat. The Love Boat, yes. Yeah, that was... That's a true documentary. It's a, it's a reality chill TV. look, really, at the inside of the industry. But I was, I, I there, was there's in the a, Navy for there's years. A certain, I mean, there's I a certain that... desire in everybody that if you're, like, eight to ten months away or however long away, a long time from your love, your, your significant other, but you can't ever get physically, you have to have that somehow relieved. And now the show tech show moves to sex talk. Well, I know. I was like, I'm really glad we didn't put a camera on, on you uh, tonight. It's very uh, like late night love lines with Jordan. No. <laughs> you kind of have to have that. Uh, but I, I think that it's, it's something. It's it's natural that would happen. It's a, it's a natural thing. Um, I remember being on a, a show. I'm not going to mention names, but I remember being on a show, and 
there was a guy that was mention married. Name. Just mention, mention fake names. <laughs> his, his name was Harvin. I, I'm sorry. I just read what Harvin wrote about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, you know, he basically. Aren't you glad you're blind? I guess so. He, he basically was married, but then he, you know, we, all the tech, all the people that worked the show went out for some beers and had a good time. And. He actually did like sleep with another girl that night, you know, and fold around. But you know, it, it's what happens. It's the mm. animal inside of us. Well, I'd just like to say I was a good guy, still am. It was the best night of your life, though. <laughs> yeah, I've always had kind of a uh, a bad, tawdry relationship with alcohol, apparently. <laughs> so uh, yeah, especially when it's on the company dime. <laughs> No, that's not true. I've never had a company that would pay for that. Be all right. Well, I had somebody pay one time. <laughs> it's so sad. It sad. It's not the it's not the music roadie. How, okay, world, so is it, how? No. I think we've got too much corporate on the show. We do need to bring in some more uh, grizzled road techs who've done some, uh, some maybe well, some cooler stuff. I mean, we can talk pretty well about technology and trends and things like that, but uh, there, there is a side of this business that I don't think I can fully speak to. I think there's a big side of this business that neither you nor Jordan yeah. could really relate to. Um, I'd like to learn about it, though, and I think our viewing audience would as well. Well, and, and, and like I said, there's, there's, there's been tours that I've been on that, that are uh, smaller, book tours, stuff like that, you still end up meeting people out on the tour and, and relationships form. Uh, whether you sleep with them or not, that's, that's you know neither here nor there. A relationship will form. Uh, uh, to this day, there are people from the Hay House tour that I am still best friends with because we for as long as we did with each other. I met you chuckleheads on the road. Yeah, yes. that's the thing. It's like we we have there all met each other on the doing a We've never slept together. Shows. But we slept that I know. Yeah. I was pretty far gone in Fredericksburg. I, I held your hair while you puked you in the toilet. <laughs> it was intimate. It was it intimate. was. I love this man. <laughs> so awkward. Did you say you lit a book tour? I went several book tours. No joke. How does that? How does a lighting a book tour that work? That must have been sick. Um, well, one of the book tours was for Doctor Oz. Uh, okay. That's a fairly easy. some cameras on that one. No, it, it was a three-day conference that we did as our book tour, where we went around to different cities and uh, uh, he discussed health topics. He had about five people with him. Um, I could say, okay, so this is more like a uh, a touring conference to promote the book. Yeah. Not him at a Barnes yeah, & Noble and, signing and, copies. And Because uh, <laughs> I just pictured like a little like when I, DJ truss over him I'm with like say blinking comes in red and, and it green light. It happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no job is too big. Most jobs are too small. I, I Scott toured, Davis. I toured for several years with a company called Hay House Publishing. And uh, literally what, what I would do is run lighting and sound and be the master of rigor for their book tours. So uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, 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 Dr. Oz, uh, who, who's, who was the dog whisperer? Uh, Julio. Julio. Yeah. Uh, 
So yes. there were like so there, there were so like I don't know. 15, 20, 20 of these authors that we would tour around the country with. Uh, so one week I might be out with John, with Dr. Dyer. The next week I might be out with Cheryl Richardson. The next week maybe Dr. Oz. Uh, and and that was my full time gig for three years. We also did five, three or three to five big corporate events, which were week-long conventions called the I Can Do It conventions, where all the artists came together. Um, but that that tour, I was never home. Yeah. I was never home. Jordan, do you have something uh, funny? I'm just, I'm just reading the chat. Don't do that. Those guys will screw you up every time. <laughs> Cesar Chavez, I think he's Cesar I think Chavez, Julio. No, Cesar Milan. I don't know why Harvard says Cesar Chavez. I think Chavez is Che Guevara. He was on. He was on the last. I can do it. I've, I've met. I've, I've actually crossed paths with Cesar Milan up in Chicago when I was doing um, some tra traveling stuff with a client. Hmm. He's pretty short. But, but like I said. As far as relationships go, but he's good with dogs. Uh, uh, Molly, Adrian, uh, Nancy, all the people from Hay House, you know, uh, just we became a huge family. Do they follow you on Twitter? Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. Point them our way. Show tech show. Well, what I'm upset is is the times that I've been to some of Scott's shows, that especially at Cabaret, and he's never got me to go out with some of these girls that. Or in the play. Ooh, do you want to get into that? Go down that rabbit hole? It's like, I'm a single guy, and it's like, I have needs. <laughs> I think what Jordan wants is, like, some sort of guarantee. Some sort of, uh, something that would get Scott brought up on sexual harassment charges. <laughs> no, no it's like most people, if you really want this part in this play, kid, you're going to have to take care of my buddy over here. Right? As most people know, I'm the president of the Runway Theater. Okay. Up in Grapevine. Uh, great up in Grapevine. Check them out. Uh, the shows that, that he are ta is talking about are shows that were done at Runway. And uh, I don't mix business with pleasure. Especially not the pleasure of him, because that's Because that would really make me feel <laughs> odd. But given the opportunity, would you... I don't know. I see what you're saying. That probably does cross the line. It's, it, would you wingman? Would no. you would you be like, hey, this is my buddy Jordan. At that he's, theater, he's not a drapist. At I, that I, theater, it would cross the line. I understand ethically because his 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 level there, level of authority there, he can. That's do true it. too. Yeah. This isn't like a coworker situation. This is a uh, no. This, this is, is like this a boss. A, I'm yeah. the president of the board. Yeah, I get probably that. want to avoid that. And, uh, now, I must say, if you weren't president of the board and you're just the lighting, lighting designer or something like that, just that's, that was it. Just some lowly position. Would you like the, hook a man up? Like well, that got me out of trouble for a little bit. Ooh! <laughs> uh, do you guys want to continue on <laughs> roadie romance anymore? Or do you think we've... I think that's all. Hammer this one to the ground. Valentine's Day, whatever. I think that's it. Okay. Well, do you want to start playing us out there, Keyboard Cat? We'll talk about what's coming up next week on the Showtech Show live on FrontierTelevision.com. Live, damn it. Live, damn it. 
that know, should be our tagline. Yeah, we were on we were on the air for nine or for an hour and twenty five minutes. It was a decent sized show, I think. Yeah, it's gonna that's gonna be a decent. You know, that's a good. I mean, and not one fucking person watched. <laughs> well, hey, no, there's. One person it. watched at no, least. There's like two. There's like I think there's. Oh, two there's like two. You guys are trendsetters. I don't. I don't know if you realize this. Two, damn this, it! You're ahead of the curve. There, there's there's just people just coming. Thanks right you two. Next week, join us again live. We're going to be talking. The topic for the night is going to be budgeting for a live show, and we're going to talk about uh, things we've observed, money items that uh, producers always tend to forget. Those little things that somehow just miss the planning phase altogether until like a it's. Fan? A fan would be good. Food. Anyway, lots of ideas next week. Join us, won't you? That's all we've got for tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week on The Lone Star. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was, I wouldn't say that was our very first episode of the Show Tech Show. There was another episode. It's the Lost in Archive episode that we basically, I would say, there's about an hour and a half of empty space as we are live when there's a slight argument between uh, me and Scott about something random about, I don't know and we ended up going into the kitchen and Rick was out there in the kitchen and there was nothing nothing for about an hour um so we took a little break off from that but then we decided to come back and we went pretty good and we made her made her um apologies and agreements not to kind of go into a debate stuff like that and if we do it's going to be you know basically uh all forgiven so that was recorded and it actually was live on February 20th, 2015. This was before I went to go work on a cruise ship myself. First off, from 2015 to currently now, this recording date of February 2nd, 2023, almost seven, eight years, I think. I am no longer single. I am happily engaged. About to be married here shortly within a month. And 
I was listening to this as I was uh, playing this back through the podcast recorder. And I must say, some of the stuff I said, ooh, I meant to say, when I probably said when I was single, and I, I do not agree with some of the stuff I said. about Mostly about the traveling hookups and stuff like that. No, it does not happen. It, it you know, for me, no, I, I don't have, I go to the bar, drink by myself, and then go back to my hotel room by myself, usually when I'm on the road. I would say from the time of 2015 when I said this to now, I have completely changed 100%. I, I no longer um, act that way and stuff like that. So, you know, I think things have changed and have changed for the good. So, you know what? That recaps it up. If you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed um, listening to this previous Showtech Show podcast, I'll probably come up with another one next week. These are almost like little time fillers. They're very helpful to fill up time and stuff like that, um, especially when I have a busy work schedule and everything, and I don't have time to actually sit down and record. But you know what? I think this will this will be interesting. There's about 41 episodes total of the Showtech Show. So, anyways. Tune in next time. Enjoy. Cut, cut, cut.